So this episode is sort of a mixed bag of goodies. We're just throwing a bunch of shit together at this point. <laughs> let's be honest. No, it's pla- It's all planned out. Oh, all in the planned last out. Forty-five seconds. <laughs> Are you giving away our secrets? <laughs> we have a foom pod. We have uh, what they said to get into the group planned in the last forty-five seconds. <laughs> That's not true at all. Mm-hmm. Oh, we also have this fantastic response to a blog entry. So. The letters, I'm still trying to compile those. I've got a bunch of them compiled, Mm -hmm. but there's a section on our website for letters. Mm -hmm. Everybody's written in. Eventually, we'll be in that section. Mm -hmm. Well, you can comment. The comments have to be approved by me before they're public. So we're going to read one of those comments today. Basically, if Mary doesn't approve it, we're going to read that shit on the episode. (laughs) Yeah, otherwise, you can just read it for yourself. Mm -hmm. Should we get into the episode? Uh, Yes. Be right back. Hey, everybody. Welcome to Latter-day Lesbian, the podcast about an ex-Mormon gay girl just trying to figure out her life. Wow. (laughs) I'm Mary. I'm Shelly. It was very flourishy at the end. Ooh, Ooh. what a great segue. (laughs) Did you do that on purpose? I didn't, but that's perfect. (laughs) (laughs) Should we talk about that? I think we should. We haven't even introduced ourselves yet. We just said who we were. I said, I'm Shelly. I believe you did. Oh, my God. I'm losing my shit. Well, I can hear the dogs starting to growl outside of the door, and I'm like, are they going to bark? I think everyone knows you're Shelly, by the way. Uh, okay. Unless this is your first time listening. And then if it go is, back to the beginning. <laughs> Thank you. Get your ass back to the beginning. All right. Let's talk about Flourish, as in Flourish Therapy. As a reminder, 10% of every Patreon tier goes to Flourish Therapy, mm-hmm. which is located in Utah. And they provide subsidized or sometimes free therapy to the LGBTQ plus community. In yes. fact, our good friend Kimberly Anderson works there. It's <gasps> true. Amazing. We do love ourselves some Kimberly Anderson. And we love some Flourish. We've had Lisa on before mm-hmm. as a guest. So we are super excited once again to donate to this amazing cause so at the end of the year, mm-hmm. we tally that 10% and we uh, basically write them a check. Yeah. So What is it, Venmo? Um, <laughs> how, do you, how do you pay them? Uh, how did, a credit card? Oh, maybe it's a credit card. Account. Yes. From our business account. There you have it. Yeah. So let me explain to you how tithing works the way that my bishop <laughs> or any bishop <laughs> okay. explains it to a small child. Oh, this should be fun. Mm-hmm. Meaning an adult? <laughs> <laughs> no, I mean like this is how they get them to feel guilt about it. Oh, kids? Yes. So, really? Yes, children were, are, no. I thought you were just being funny about the way that bishops talk down to people. Well, they do, but it's not funny. It's just fucking how it is. You're literally saying bishops talk to children, guilting them about tithing. How have we not brought this up before? <laughs> I don't know. Are you serious? We? Do you think, like, it's at 18 they start telling you? Well, yeah, because kids don't have money to tithe. They have allowance. Not all children have allowance. Mormon parents, okay, write in, people, write Whoa. in. Mormon parents <laughs> typically give their children chores and pay them so that children can learn to pay tithing. Wow. From the time that I can remember when Brent and I would go into tithing settlement, we were supposed to bring all the kids, and they would get to pay their tithing in pennies and nickels and dimes. Oh, my gosh. Um, and, and and this is the lesson that the bishop would teach before children pay their money. Before you say that lesson, so as a child, I knew that my mother was paying tithing. Mm-hmm. 
But I wasn't expected to fork over any money, and I was paid an allowance because I did a shit ton of chores. So, yeah, no one expected me to figure out what was 10% and give it to the church. Well, no. You, you weren't raised Mormon. <laughs> they get you when you're itty-bitty. Wow. Did your mom ever talk to you about paying tithing? I mean, I knew about it because they passed the offering every week. Well, that's different. That's like a, a like a voluntary giving kind of. Yeah, like but the Bible 10%. is full of 10% references. Like, I okay. knew about it, but— okay. No child, to my knowledge, maybe some other evangelicals were raised differently, but not in my church. We were not expected, or my family, to, as a child, donate any money. So at the end of the year, there wasn't something called tithing settlement when (laughs) parents bring their children in and get a lecture on how to— Wow. No, it's voluntary. They don't find you. They don't hunt you down and say, fork over the 10%. If you don't sign up for tithing settlement, so they put a paper on the outside of the door— to sign up, right? Right. And if you don't sign up, then they start calling you. <laughs> then they'll just put your name in somewhere and say, hey, we've got a time schedule for your blo- Sunday at blah, blah, blah o'clock. Well, they because, don't get you. Yeah, of course, because then they'll revoke your temple recommend yeah. card if you don't pay up. Yeah. Yeah. Regular church isn't anything like that. Yeah, Mormon's fucked up. You know what's crazy to me? What? We have been doing this podcast for, what, two and a half years now? Not quite two and a half, but yes, Close. two plus. And every week, plus twice a week for a long time in there. And still, I managed to somehow stumble across <laughs> something that you have no idea what it is. You're like, what the fuck? Like, yeah, tithing for, like, children. For children. <laughs> <laughs> and again, I didn't know it wasn't normal. I didn't know that— It's that, so crazy because you think about this $130 billion surplus or whatever it is, They need Johnny's 15 pennies. Right? <laughs> <laughs> Actually, it's just to get Johnny brainwashed, get him in the habit. Yeah. Uh-huh. Mm-hmm. And the guilt and shame early, 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 and making it about money. Money is such a complicated thing to to navigate throughout your entire life anyway. It's difficult mm-hmm. for couples to figure that out. Mm-hmm. It's such a touchy thing. And so to guilt children early, early, early about mm-hmm. money problems, mm-hmm. <laughs> you know? Ah, oh, this this cult. Oh, drives yeah. me crazy. It's bad. It's so bad. So shall I tell you? How did we even get on this topic, by the way? Because we were talking about the 10% that we are willingly, guilt-free, giving to Flourish on behalf of our listeners who sign up on Patreon at any tier level. So this Flourish segment should have taken about 45 seconds. Uh Um, But now I'm going, now now we've had a conversation, (laughs) and now I'm going to introduce you to the typical uh, lesson that a bishop would give to a family coming in that has children. Can't wait for this. Okay. So I'm trying to think of the last time that Brent and I took the kids in. I think it was the last year that we were Mormon. But you go in there and you sit down and then the bishop has like a, like a treasure box full of chocolate coins, right? Is it, wait, wait, wait. Let me back up one second. Okay. Is this the same meeting as the adult tithing settlement? Is it all happening at once? Yes. So all the kids have to go to the tithing settlement thing? They're supposed to, Yes. <laughs> Okay, continue. Okay. Continue. I mean, they don't always, but they are supposed to. They're, it's wow. encouraged. Of course, because Brent and I were like stalwart. Like, kids, get in the car. Put <laughs> put your tie on. Yeah, you had to like dress nice. Did too. the kids get to at least eat the chocolate coins? Can I get there? <laughs> you get 90% of a chocolate coin. Can I get there? <laughs> okay, keep going. Okay, so he'd have like this tin that looks like a treasure box uh-huh. full of 10 gold coins. Chocolate coins okay. wrapped in gold foil. Uh-huh. Okay. And so here's his lesson, and he gets these out, and he just places them, and it's like, God gives you all of these coins, all of these coins. Mm -hmm. Look how many coins this is. Yeah. 
and it's blessings and it's, you know, all these wonderful things that gold coins are. Mm -hmm. And all he asks of you is to just give one of his coins back to him. Yeah. So it's actually God's money. Sure. He's only asking for one. We're just borrowing it here. Just one back. Mm -hmm. You don't need 10. Like, you still have nine. You still have nine coins. <laughs> so, you know, what's one What's one coin back to God who gave you the coins in the first place? Sure, sure. And then <laughs> the story can be changed to like, well, what if your sister gave you 10 brownies? It's all the brownies there were, and she gave you all 10. And then she just asked, can I just have one brownie back? Don't you think it would be fair to just give her one brownie back? If that's Why what was she a dumbass and gave away all 10 to begin with? My just... fucking kids never would. <laughs> no. <laughs> they wouldn't give away any of the brownies. No. <laughs> no. So this is the lesson told to kids. It's, it's, and it's the guilt of like, God who loves you and gave you life, uh-huh. gave you 10. Well, then God was an idiot for giving away 10. He should have only given them nine in the first place. Yeah, God, you dumbass. Jesus. Why does God need money? God doesn't. But the church does, apparently, to do God's work, which <laughs> uh-huh. means, you know, stockpiling, stockpiling it. hundreds of billions of dollars. Because Jesus needs money for the second coming in Missouri. Yes. Yeah, it's expensive, Missouri. <laughs> Missouri is a really Those hotels. Place. <laughs> no offense, You know, Missouri. it goes New York, San Francisco, D.C., Missouri. You forgot L.A. That's in right, L.A. Well, right, right, right. L.A. is right after Missouri. <laughs> I think I so. Because he like, goes east, travels west. Is that what Jesus is going to do? Hilarious. Knows. I know. Um, so, Patreon members, that is how we calculate the tithing that we pay to flourish. We, we move a decimal point. No, we get out the gold coins. <laughs> filled with chocolate. Yeah, so ex-Mormons out there, instead of paying your one gold coin— after mm-hmm. God gave you 10, to the cult who just basically stockpiles it. Instead, when you join Patreon— At any tier level. At any tier level and support us in that fashion, 10% of what you give to us to support us will go to Flourish. And we pay that at the end of the year with tithing settlement with Lisa Hansen, who is— uh, <laughs> The director of Flourish. The director of Flourish. She's so awesome, by the way. how many sessions, because we followed up with her, how many sessions yeah, yeah. does this actually provide? Sure. Well, let me first tell you what she said when I was like, hey, we're about to pay our tithing. Mm-hmm. So she sent us the general stats of uh, what Flourish did in 2020, which, by the way, when you pay tithing to the LDS church, you don't get to hear shit. You like have no the, idea. Where the money goes. Yeah, exactly. Yeah. So she says, you're the first to hear the stats that came out today for Flourish 2020 Review. Nice. In 2020, Flourish Therapy provided 3,907 therapy sessions to LGBTQ individuals, couples, and families. More than 100 sessions every month were provided free of charge to clients who could not afford therapy. Wow, that's awesome. Yeah. 60% of our sessions cost $25 or less, and 75% of our sessions cost $50 or less. I love this, them. And this is so great. Yeah. It's like, oh, you can't afford it? Well, guess what? We, I know. We've got people contributing. Let's That's help. That's fantastic. You can't afford it? Awesome. Thank you for affording it. And, you yeah. know. That helps the people who can't. Right. This year, we partnered with the Out Foundation to provide free therapy to BYU students in the wake of a semester of upheaval at the BYU Honor Code office regarding the legitimacy of identifying and being LGBTQ on campus. That was a big. Uh, oh yeah, a, that was some big shit that went down. And Flourish like stepped right in, like um, we'll y'all getting you. fucked yeah. over. Yeah, let us help. That's awesome. Yeah, this year also brought the ability to reach clients beyond Utah state lines, as many states open to our licensed professionals to do teletherapy with their state residents. 
I love it. We are excited to continue both teletherapy and live sessions as COVID permits in 2021 with our 20 therapists, associates, and interns. See us at www.flourishtherapy.org. Nice. So that was their overall 2021. I love it. Do you want to hear the report about what our patrons provided? Sure. Okay. Let's do it. As of the calculations for third quarter 2020, which there was another quarter, which so it's actually more money, but they only had quarter one through three. The money donated from Latter-day Lesbian Podcast provides 33 free sessions of therapy to clients at Flourish, and we are so grateful. Aww, Thank you. That's awesome. Yeah. So patrons. You're doing some good. Yeah. It's fantastic. Three. Love it. Yeah. 33 people who need therapy and, and received it because of your donation. Yes. Thank so, you so much. Yes. Thank you. That one gold coin <laughs> goes a long way. Worth it. Mm-hmm, mm-hmm. <laughs> Try asking um, the LDS church where your one gold coin went. I know. You'll never know. It probably is just sitting, sitting in a Sitting in a pile, mm-hmm. collecting went, interest. Or went to pay, you know, for new carpet in some fucking temple that doesn't need new carpet. <laughs> Does the carpet match the drapes? Mm. You'll have to ask Moroni. <laughs> <laughs> All right, I'll give him a call after, after this episode. Okay. Cool. Sounds good. All right. Well, that's great news. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. Uh, where are we headed next in this podcast? So after we did the episode where I talked about us receiving the accidental gummies, mm-hmm. where, where I had ordered gummies to be sent um, to, your dad. to my dad. And somehow I managed to put our address somehow. on Insta. It wasn't Whoopsie. on purpose. God damn it. <laughs> so they got referred to as the accidental gummies. <laughs> yeah. Uh, thank you, listeners, for referring to them as such. I think we first coined that. Coined. Chocolate coined that phrase. <laughs> <laughs> and people picked up on it. Because uh-huh, uh-huh. our listeners are smarty pants. They are smarty pants. Like <laughs> yeah. the bullshit that we say and then give things names. So, I love it. The accidental gummies. And I just have to say... <laughs> So many of you listeners wrote in and asked for the uh, website to get their own accidental gummies. <laughs> it's not as accidental when you actually, on purpose, uh, uh-huh. place yeah. an order. I should probably tell them, like, listen, I'm giving, t- tell the, the CBD company, <laughs> yeah. I'm giving you so much <laughs> damn business. So all yeah. of you listening, it is cbdistillery.com. Not uh-huh. CBD distillery. That's CB correct. Cbdistillery.com. Yep. There you it. go. Stop mm-hmm. fucking writing in. I'm just kidding. <laughs> <laughs> anyway, that made me laugh. They're good gummies. Mm-hmm. I still stand by that. Good motherfucking gummies. Funny stuff. Should I just read this bizarre blog comment? Let's get to it. Okay. Let's get to it. So the blog is ongoing. It's going to eventually be filled with all listener letters unless you write to me and tell me, oh, please don't include mine, which is an option. Mm-hmm. Otherwise, one day, they're all going to be in there. But that's another day. Mm-hmm. Today, mm-hmm. I'm going to read a comment to one of them. So, yeah, you can submit a comment <laughs> on any of the letters that you want. The comments have to be approved by me mm-hmm. before they'll be published. Mary is the last word on this. <laughs> I don't think I'm going to publish this one. No. You want to hear it? Yes. All right. This is by someone named Diamond Green. Diamond Green. <laughs> um, if this was sent in and you were being serious, we sort of apologize for kind of poking fun. Yeah. I don't think it's serious. <laughs> I don't think it is either. Okay. Starts out good. Here we go. <laughs> Love. Most things do. <laughs> <laughs> Love never gives up. Love never loses faith. It's always hopeful and endures through every 
circumstances, plural. By the way, that uh, is an adjusted quote from scripture or charity never faileth. No, that's that's Mormon shit. Is this Mormon? Yeah. I, I, she's changed the words a little bit. Here, read that one again. Let, listeners, pay attention. Let me know where I'm remembering this from. Go ahead. Love never gives up. Love never loses faith, is always hopeful, and endures through every circumstances. Yeah, that's very Mormon, but the words are kind of changed. Anyway, can I continue, please? Yeah, sorry. Okay. Diamond goes on to say, I give God all the glory for bringing Lord Zakuza into my life, for helping me get my wife back that got me divorced for one year. I was the last person on earth to accept the fact that spells exist or work not until I was referred to Lord Zakuza online, to who has helped so many people with his powerful spells. Have you looked up Lord Zakuza online? Dude, I'm looking it up. Spell that for me. Hang on, hang on, hang on. How do you spell Zakuza? It's just like it sounds. Okay, hold on. Well, Lord, help me out. It doesn't Z-A-K-U-Z-A. Zakuza. Could have been a silent E in there. Okay. Diamond continues by saying, I had no other option than to give it a try. What a try. That's what I want to know. The Zakuza diet? <laughs> what are we trying? <laughs> well, I looked Zakuza up. Oh, it's a hoax. For sure. Oh, all that would too. come up is like Reddit conversations. There wasn't a Wikipedia for it. Oh, it's it's totally a hoax. I looked, I Googled Lord Zakuza hoax and you can read all about it. Oh, Anywho, I, I, I didn't, we're not okay. the first to be... Uh, Zakuza'd? <laughs> Lord Zakuza'd. <laughs> Okay, carry on then. Okay. Uh, Diamond gave it a try because three months after the divorce, I was demoted at my place of work due to depression for I don't know what to do to get her back. But thank God today for using Lord Zakuza to get my happiness and love life back within 48 hours. 48 hours? That's so fast. <laughs> thank you, Lord Zakuza. <laughs> so fast. Mm-hmm. Heck no. <laughs> <laughs> I must continue. Please do. I feel compelled by Lord Zakusa. Mm-hmm. Yes. Uh, just last week here, Diamond says, I was promoted back to my position, and I'm here to share my own experience with this man called Lord Zakusa. Mm. I don't know what you are going through today, but know that in all situation, there's always a way out. Mm-hmm. Lord Zakuza also prepares spells like lottery spell. Oh, shit. I could use one of those. <laughs> Job spell. Oh, shit. I could use one of those. Spell to stop a divorce. Mine's already done. <laughs> <laughs> spell cure for any diseases. Protection spell. Spell to become successful and Ooh. wealthy, etc. Yes. Uh-huh. Contact him now for any help via WhatsApp, Messenger, or Signal Messenger. And uh, the hell is Signal Messenger? I, I have no idea, but okay. he gives an um, an email address too. You can Ooh, write in. Okay, mm-hmm. but it's Lord Zakuza Seven. I guess there's <laughs> there's, a few there's of them. more of them. <laughs> there's a few of those. Wait, if we send a Lord Zakuza like three, I don't is know it, what is happens. It different spells and shit. <laughs> Maybe it's different spells. <laughs> I think you're just supposed to give them all your money, more I, than ten percent. Oh, for sure. If you I want that lottery dog, spell yeah, to work, yeah. you have to give all your money. I double dog dare one of our listeners to send Lord Zakuza Seven. An email. But don't give them your bank account information. <laughs> Here you go. Here's my social security and my bank account mm-hmm. and my credit cards. Can't wait to get that lottery spell. Yeah, and then we'll really be able to tithe to flourish <laughs> for sure. <laughs> that was too funny. Yeah. What a great comment. You know, what breaks my heart is stuff like that that people maybe actually fall for. 
that is heartbreaking to me. It's hard to believe in this day and age, unless you're elderly. Um, My mother falls for every single she's time. She's elderly. When her computer freezes and someone says, call this number to get your computer unvirused. Oh she I have falls so for much, it every time. I have so much fun when people, when it's like the scam and they call me and say that I need to do something. I'm like, oh my gosh. Okay, well, um, here's my credit card number. And they get all excited. And I just, I'm like, six, 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 six. <laughs> all devil numbers. Mm-hmm. Who, Does Lord Sakuza know about all the devil numbers that I would you think use? so. Mm. Do you know um, which letter Lord Sakuza commented on? You know, it just had nothing to do with the entry. Uh, the, I can you tell think? you that for sure. <laughs> <laughs> I just want to know whose entry was the Nobody lucky. Nobody was like, I really wish I would win the lottery. <laughs> it's a response. Yeah, I don't remember that letter coming in. <laughs> I don't remember that one either. <laughs> that oh, is too funny. Dear. Don't fall for Lord Zakuza, everybody. Mm-hmm. Should we make Lord Zakuza shirts? <laughs> <laughs> I was Lord Zakuza. <laughs> Saturday Lesbian Podcast. <laughs> funny. Okay, what's next, Shelley? So I can't help but want to talk about Philip. <laughs> I adore that kid. Mm-hmm. He is the weirdest child on the planet, and I love it. He has some good stories. <laughs> yes, he does. Mm-hmm. But particularly, I want to talk today about how he plays basketball, which is so much fun. By the way, I was a basketball star. Star. Of my high school, Ooh. and I played a couple years of college basketball. Yeah. So I know the game. I love the game. Yep. And I would wish that all of my children would be stars. If that's what they want to do. Well, Philip wants to be a star, but I, it's, at this point, he's not. No pressure, kids. I mean. No pressure, kids. I only have one. Out of seven so far, I have one. Okay. They're individuating. I, I get it. And I'm not upset if they don't. Like, Sabrina <laughs> played basketball for a while, and then she's like, I don't like it. So we took her out. Now she does art. She's really good, by the way. She does anime art, digital anime stuff. That's awesome. I think that every kid should have a hobby other than video games, personally. Mm -hmm. Personally, Mm -hmm. I think that's good for children to develop um, all sorts of interests. I agree. But nowadays, in this day and age, yeah, it was different when I was a kid. But nowadays, kids typically will choose video games over anything else. So it's almost like you have to sign them up for shit Mm -hmm. and see what they are good at, what they don't like hate, you know, just to get them. Because really, my kids would play video games all day, just like just about every child in the world at this mm-hmm. point, because video games are amazeballs. Yeah, they're not the same as when I was a kid. It's not Pong. Oh, correct. It's not Atari. Uh, uh-huh, uh-huh. Mm-hmm. Atari was pretty cool back in the day. Uh, really? Did you ever get like blisters in the middle of the palm of your hand when you had to move the, the joystick back and forth really fast, to, like make some character run? Um, <laughs> I'm learning so much about you right now. No, I no? didn't. I didn't okay. have that. Okay, I didn't have I did. the joystick blister. Yeah, we had this um, <laughs> this Olympics game, right? And for the the games where you had to run, like the dash and the like, the pole vault or whatever, you had to move the joystick left and right really, really fast to make them run faster and faster. And um, yeah, I would give myself blisters in the palm of my hand because you would kind of put the stick in the palm of your hand and then uh-huh. just go back and forth as fast as you can. You wouldn't actually hold the stick. Stick you know, that's training for something, but I'm not exactly sure what. How many different controllers did you go through? Because that sounds like a recipe for needing to buy extra joysticks. Uh, yeah, a few. The rubber would tear, you know, the rubber around mm-hmm. the, the base of it. Oh, yeah. Our younger listeners probably have no fucking idea what we're talking about. <laughs> yeah, it was There are one... still controllers today. They're just different. Well, yeah. The one back in the day was was a stick. black. It was a stick <laughs> with a red button. Actual that's actual stick. One button. <laughs> One button. To do everything. Mm-hmm. A yep. One button to rule them all. <laughs> okay. 
Anywho, don't know where that went. Oh, it was because kids want to play video games. So you have to actually pay money to put them in shit to see if there's something that they are either good at or that they enjoy besides their fucking video games. So I put Philip in basketball because he's super tall Mm -hmm. and he's not super coordinated, but he's active. Yeah, he is. All right. So this season of basketball, this is the first time he's been on an actual team, like Mm -hmm. a, like a a club, not club. Um, They call it house league where they actually put him on teams. Whereas before he was playing I-9, which is like, you show up on Sunday, you do a 30-minute practice, then you play kind of a game, but it's mostly learning skills, right? And then now he's on an actual in an actual league where they do plays and strategy and stuff. So I went to watch his first game. And by the way, with COVID, parents are not allowed in unless you're being the scorekeeper. So I volunteered to be scorekeeper so I could go watch him play. Philip, <laughs> I think he has an entirely different view on what you do with basketball. Does he not understand the rules? Not really. And he also gives zero shits about how he looks. Mm -hmm. He's not embarrassed about anything. He's like, fuck the world. I'm going to do what I want, which I admire about him. Oh, yeah, because so many kids are so self-conscious about every single thing that they do. Yeah. So he doesn't seem to be that way. No, not at all. I do feel, not bad, we're trying to get him some help, but he stutters. He has a stuttering, an actual problem where his teachers have said he needs therapy. So he is embarrassed about stuttering. Takes him a long ass time to tell you a story. But we encourage him and he's in therapy to help That's him. a lot of kids though. They meander. They're like, "Where? where's the point of this going? <laughs> Hurry up, kid. Uh-huh, uh-huh. That's how I am with children. It's true. Like, I don't <laughs> Is there have, a point to this? <laughs> I don't have 10 hours for this story. Uh-huh. Anyway, so when it was time for them to warm up, my Philip, instead of doing like normal kid stretches, he was literally doing stretches like old men used to do calisthenics back in the day, where you're like with your arms out in front of you, outstretched, and then just squatting up and down. Like they do on Sims, kind of? (laughs) Yes. That's probably why he does it. Oh my God. Bingo. He was doing Sims calisthenics to stretch. like Sims exercises. (laughs) (laughs) Well, the rest of the boys, clearly their dads have shown them how to um, do exercises. Mm -hmm. I have not. I think all the other boys on the team are like single children or maybe two, and they have the time. Philip's number six out of seven, so I did not have a chance to show him. Well, I hope... This spring, when it warms up, because we've got the basketball hoop outside, I hope that you spend a little time training him. Yes. And you know what? I have in the past. He just doesn't um, pay attention. He does shoot decently. He knows how to dribble. He knows, like, the basic skills, but he (laughs) he doesn't know the fundamentals of the game itself. Okay. The skills... He knows, and he's actually not bad, but the mm-hmm. fundamentals, no. So he stretched like an old man, <laughs> and game begins, and I can tell. I can tell the coaches have told them, okay, when the other team gets the ball, you need to run down to the other side of the court. And since Philip is tall, they tell him, go down and post up at the block, which basically means run to the other side and get under the basket. There's like, I'm explaining this to Mary because she's looking at me with glazed over. I um, love basketball terms, like post up at the block. Yeah. So there's a key... It's like a rectangle shape that um, is part of the basketball game, right? It's lines on the court. And there's um, like a solid square shape on either side of the key. Basket's in the middle, right? So that's where the posts go. Like that's where you post up. Normal To defend the goal. Is that the deal? Yes. Or to post up if you're on offense or just to be low. Like if you're tall, the coach wants you nearer the basket, right? So the shorter point guards can throw it to you and you're close. I see. Okay. So this is an offensive strategy you're describing, not a defensive strategy. It's either. Okay. Because if you're going to be on defense, you got to haul ass and get down there before the person that you're defending gets down there so they're not open for a long bomb. Didn't know, listeners, that this would be a whole basketball lesson in this segment. Listeners, 
<laughs> Wake up. I'm almost to the good part. Okay. Uh, anyway, I can tell. Promises, that the, promises. I can tell that the coaches explain to the kids, all right, when there's a rebound, you get down to the other side of the court, get down to the block. Because Philip will haul ass. And by the way, he thinks that if you put your arms behind you, you run faster. Oh, it's proven. <laughs> Aerodynamics. In, in his head. So he puts his arms behind him. Right? Uh-huh. Stretches his neck forward and hauls ass. <laughs> like an ostrich or something? I, yeah, don't I don't know. I don't know. I don't know that they put their heads out. I'm not sure what that is. I, I don't. I don't. That's when you play airplane like when you're a kid, except for your hands usually aren't behind your back. Oh. He puts them behind his back. Well, that would be more aerodynamic because <laughs> the airplane out to the side. But if you put your wings behind you, so an airplane with wings behind him, he's hauling <laughs> ass down there. And then when he gets close to the block, mm-hmm. instead of getting there and turning around and posting up or turning around and waiting for your guy to get there, yeah, he takes the biggest leap from like three feet away and lands double-footed smack on the block and then turns around every single time. It's his routine. You know what? And he doesn't care. <laughs> I saw him running out like that. I saw him skipping, skipping across the court because skipping is fast. Right? Okay. He told me sure. skipping is the fastest way. Uh-huh. So I saw him skip. I also saw him when they were lined up around the key for a free throw shot because you're standing there for, you know, a few seconds while the referee says who did the foul or whatever. So he stood there and he did the wave with his arms, like the like the 80s wave movement, mm-hmm. you know, where it yep. goes ripple through your whole, whole body. Sure, sure. He's pretty good at it. It's not really a basketball move per se. Mm-hmm. Um, but yeah, he crushed it. The cutest wow. thing about Philip is every time he would run up and down the court, he would look at me because I was sitting on the side of the court running the scoreboard. He would look at me and I would give him a thumbs up and he would give me the thumbs up back. <laughs> so cute. All the kids wearing their masks, me wearing my mask. Yeah, I don't know if he's going to be my basketball star, but he really, really enjoys the game. So we will keep it up. Well, that's good. Mm -hmm, mm -hmm. Because otherwise he's really into Red Dead Redemption 2 right now. (laughs) And he likes to give me all the play-by-plays about what weapons he's getting. Oh, yeah. And so he was bragging about some free gun he got the other day during school. (laughs) During online school time. (laughs) During online school. (laughs) You know, I have busted him. You know, and I can't really get mad because it's, you know, sneakiness is a good quality to have. Uh Uh-huh. He was supposed to be on online school on his laptop, and he was, right, the appearance of it. And he had his headphones on because you have to listen to the teacher talking, right? Mm -hmm. But he had taken the headphone plug out of his laptop and plugged it into his keyboard. His Casio or whatever Yeah, Casio keyboard, plugged it in there. And then he was playing music. Uh So he wasn't actually listening to the teacher. He was staring at the screen, but playing music. Well, I think he forgets I'm an adult because he was telling me about this free (laughs) weapon he had to get, but he had to do it right now. Uh And it was in the middle of online school. And I was like, yeah, too bad you're in school right now. And he just like slunk away. Damn it. (laughs) Closed the door. Nothing to see here. (laughs) I'm sure he went and got the the weapon. Oh, you think? For sure he did. (laughs) Mm -hmm, mm -hmm. Funny. Kids. Speaking of kids, mm-hmm. I had the wonderful opportunity to take my four youngest kids to Great Wolf Lodge. Yeah, what is that place? Well, anyone out here on the Eastish Coast probably would know what it is. But for everyone else, Great Wolf Lodge is an enormous cabin-looking hotel, right, with rooms down the halls, like a hotel. A hotel. Mm-hmm. <laughs> but inside, there's a huge indoor water park. Okay. There's also an arcade. There's also a bowling alley. Wow. Um, there's like pizza you can get. So it's kind of a Chuck E. Cheese and a Dave and Buster's in a hotel setting. Yes. but With a water slide. Yes. But there's also what the kids enjoy the most, I think, is this wand game. So you purchase these wands. And when you point at things in the hotel, it's like lasers. I don't know what it is. 
then the things do things. For example, the things do things. I know you love when I use the word things. Please use it multiple times. Okay, so when you point the thing. At the thing. At the thing. The thing thing does. The thing does something. A thing. Not the wand (laughs) thing, but the other thing does something. A thing. Uh, And so there's like stuffed animals everywhere and you can point and it'll talk or something. But the funnest part for them is there's a game that goes with it where you go on quests. Okay. And it gives you a clue and you have to go find the treasure chest that you point at or the picture on the wall that you point at. And then your wand registers. Oh, that's neat. That you go to the next part. It also registers the gold that you get or whatever. So it's really fun for them. There's a channel on the TV at Great Wolf Lodge that shows who's first, second, third, fourth, whatever. All the kids that are playing the wand game, it orders you as to how Mm -hmm. much gold you have. So it's always fun in the evening to watch the scroll board on the one channel and see if you're winning anything. See if you're like the boss. This is how much I don't really get the kid thing because you post a picture, right, Mm -hmm, from mm -hmm. Great Wolf Lodge and I look at it and Cassidy's holding one of these wands and I'm like, (laughs) why is Cassidy holding a dildo in this picture? wasn't a dildo. Okay. It's a wand. (laughs) It's a wand. (laughs) Anyway, between the wand game and the water park and the arcade and the bowling. It's a lot. There's That's actually a there's like activities. a 3D ride you can do. Really? Did you do that too? Kids did, yeah. It's one of those where you sit in a seat and simulated. it shows three. Yeah, simulated. Yeah. Thank you. Yeah, for sure. So we had a blast. And one thing that I realized about my kids is that they love hanging out with me. Well, I mean, think about it. Who doesn't? That's true. But I didn't <laughs> love hanging out with my mom. I feel that. Yeah, like I didn't want to go to a great buff lodge right. with my mom. Ditto. No. But my kids, they were constantly, thank you, mom. This is so fun. That's mom, awesome. come to the water park. They convinced me to go down water slides. Yeah. I'm not a water slide person. <laughs> I'm not even a water park person. Well, you don't like heights and things. Oh, the heights don't bother me. It's just you get wet and then oh. sometimes you get wedgies on the slide. Well, you sometimes get motion sick. I do. That's true. I made myself a little bit motion sick. Mm. But that was the least of it. It was just the place smells like major bleach. Um, all of you people who are afraid of COVID, I get it. Samesies, the rules are great with lodges. You have to be masked everywhere unless you are actively playing in the water. And I tell you, there's so much bleach in that water that nothing would get through it. Funny. I think the bleach would be worse than your lungs than COVID. Worse on your lungs. Mm-hmm. Yeah, possibly. Yeah. So this trip was so good to have time with just those four younger ones. And by the way, vacations when you finally don't have an infant or you're not pregnant or there's not a toddler, Mm -hmm. total game changer. (laughs) Game fucking changer. I'm telling you, I could just enjoy and not be carting something around with me. Yeah. But this, this trip kind of opened something up in me that I didn't realize was traumatizing for me. I didn't, I didn't know. So you kind of triggered. I did. Um, not really on the trip, but just kind of in my mind. And it will likely make me emotional because I do get emotional about my kids. I finally, I guess, opened myself up enough or took down um, the self-protective boundaries, the blinders that I had to put on to recognize how much hurt happened to my kids when Brent and I announced to them that we were splitting up. Mm. You know, I remember going out on the back patio and we gathered the kids around, but I was so, what's the word, like in self-protection mode. Yeah, I had this wall, this huge wall. It was almost like I knew I couldn't handle knowing how much I was hurting them. And so I just had to put this wall, like not feel their pain. You know, when they cried in my mind, I'm like, they're going to get over. It's going to be fine. Like I couldn't process it Hmm. at the time. You couldn't handle your amount of pain and theirs. Yeah, I guess so. It's almost like my body and my heart and my mind were protecting myself. Mm -hmm. I think like if I was to realize at that moment how much it was hurting my children, 
with everything else I had going on, you know, leaving the church and getting divorced and coming out of the closet with everything else going on, I don't know if I could have handled it. Mm, yeah. And for some reason, just recently, it's finally hitting me. It's, it's almost like I'm emotionally prepared enough to sit in the feelings and feel them. And so for the past little bit, it's just been in my mind like, oh, God, that must have hurt them so much. And I especially thought of my little ones who didn't really understand what was going on. Right. But that must have just hurt them so much. Because in my mind, splitting up was good. Like, hell yeah. Yeah. Get the fuck out of here. Mm-hmm. But to them, it was not a good thing. It was not easy to hear. And it's just been like hitting me over and over. I'm like feeling their pain of what it must have been like for them. And so I didn't really give them what they needed, I don't think, back then, because I had blocked off their pain. I couldn't handle seeing their pain, and so I blocked it off. I had to convince myself that they were cool with it, just like I was happy with it. I want to interject for a second. I was there when it was happening. And it's not like you dismissed anyone feeling sad. If they wanted to talk to you about it, you did. That's true. If Cassidy would say, when are you moving back? Like you would have a talk with her and you would explain again that you wouldn't be moving back. Like you did what you had to do. It's not like you ignored them. I think now you're processing it differently. Yeah. I think when I explained things to them over and over, it was more of a matter of fact. Like, this is the situation. You know, it did make me sad that they asked a lot, but it wasn't like— You're processing it now. Oh, it's finally, you know, three years later, it's hitting me. And I think a lot of it is I'm spending so much more time with Mm -hmm. my kids now because I'm not in that— Mormon role of having a billion kids and doing all of the things and and just like, ah, I need a break. I need a break. I can't do this. I'm finally in the role where I'm happy and I spend lots of time with the kids, but it's not, again, diapers and pregnancy and and all that. And I realize how much my kids really like me as a human. Like they want to spend time with me. They think I'm great. And I didn't recognize it back then because I was constantly overwhelmed and trying to escape and their desire to be with me was drowning me. Yeah. You know? And now that I'm connecting with them on a completely different, healthy, enjoyable level, I think now my brain's ready to process Mm -hmm. the pain. Well, that would have been a lot to deal with all at once and you may not have done it. You may not have left. No, you're right. I might have just stayed. Yeah. Yeah. Which clearly would not have been the best choice no, for me and for the entire family, not just for me. Well, you were miserable in your marriage and ultimately sort of taking it out on the kids. Sure, yeah. That would not have been sustainable. No, not at all. So I guess my point in sharing this with everyone is, A, I'm a sharer, but B, <laughs> it's been three years and this is finally hitting me. Yeah. So trauma— You never know when it's going to pop up. You never know. Yeah. And it might not make sense why it is, but when it gets you, it's like, oh, shit. Like, feel it. It's okay. Yeah. I mean, I had moments where I would just think about it and cry. Like, Mm -hmm. I was just sitting here. um, I think I was texting my friend Joe and mentioned something about my divorce because he's divorcing right now. And that thought hit my head about my kids again and about their pain and about what it must have been like for them. And it's like I felt it. I felt their pain. You're an exceptional feeler, though. Seriously, (laughs) I process a lot different than you. 
I don't think that it's that I'm closed off to emotions. I don't think that's it at all. I just think that you can feel like all the emotions of a situation years later. You can. You have this ability to do that. And uh, not everyone does it that way. So I think things are going to hit you super hard where they might not with someone else. Might be at a time that I don't expect expect it or understand it. Like, what, what is this happening? Right. But I was sitting here at our work desk and I was getting a little little crying. You know, my eyes were probably glossy and a little tear and Mary noticed. And she's like, "What what's happening? And so I told you, and I want to ask you, like, what was in your brain? When? When I told you why I was crying. Basically told you what I'm telling our listeners right now. Oh, just that you had finally processed that and you finally were able to to think about what it was like for your kids. The good news is your kids don't even really think about it anymore. They don't ask, when are you moving back anymore? Like that's so far gone, you know? They seem to be happy with their arrangement. I haven't heard any different. Do you have you? No, and I I ask them, not so much anymore, but from time to time, like, well, what do you guys think about, you know, having dad's house and mom's house? Yeah. I just kind of ask them in simple terms. Mm-hmm. I don't ask them, like, are you crying yourself to sleep? Like, nothing like that. <laughs> just what they think about it. And they're all, they think it's great. Yeah. They do. Well, they get all the video games with the high-speed computers over at Brent's. Right. <laughs> That's something that, for whatever reason, we don't get great internet well, I, here. Yeah, I can't. <laughs> I don't know why. afford, like, $1,000 computers for each of my well, children. right, right. Anyway, the kids love being over here. They love that it's different. They love that they get to hang out with me. They fucking love Eddie and Domino for mm-hmm. some reason. <laughs> <laughs> but they they enjoy it. And they enjoy you, Mary. Yeah, I know. So Mary hadn't seen the kids in a while because she's been real busy. And then the kids were over one night for dinner. And so Cassidy, I told her, I'm like, hey, Mary's coming for dinner tonight. And she was like excited I didn't realize how excited until Mary got home. Oh, she played it cool. Oh, she she tried to play it so cool, but she saw your car pull up through the window, and she, like, got crazy. She kind of <laughs> ran away from the door, and she didn't know what to do, and she was, like, smiling and then trying to cover her smile and, like, acting all weird. Like, I don't know, like, so excited, but trying to not look excited, right? That is funny. It was hilarious. And so then I come in, and I have no idea because she's totally ignoring me. Yeah. <laughs> Because she can't handle her excitement. Like, compl- like, like she went. Don't let her know that you want to see her. <laughs> so I start chasing her around. I'm like, what am I, chop liver? And I mm-hmm. start chasing her around and tickling her and stuff. Because, yeah. you know, I'm just like, what's the deal here? Do you want me here or not? What are these mixed signals I'm getting from you, kid? Yeah, clearly Mary doesn't have the most experience with children and seeing them, like, feel this feeling like excitement but not wanting to show it. You're right. I don't have any practice with kids to know what's going on uh-huh. in their brains. Yeah, I don't I know. know. Plus, if she's any child of yours, she might feel things That's super true. deeply. That's true. Watch mm-hmm. out, kids. It's going to hit you. <laughs> oh, my gosh. You're going to cry a lot. <laughs> As you recover from shit. You got some criers in the bunch. That's true. For sure. That's well, true. they, you know, take after you as much as they take after Brent, mm-hmm. potentially. Mm-hmm. So It's true. You're bound to get some criers. That's true. So the kid situation is going fantastically right now. And I'm finally feeling the things that I need to feel to move forward. So, That's awesome. Yeah. Wanted Good. to share that with everyone. There you go. Sometimes those uh, triggers just pop up. You mm-hmm. never know. Yep. When that's going to happen. Mm-hmm. But, you know, Shelly gets to process it all on a podcast. Yay, so. me. 
<laughs> and we get to listen. Uh-huh. You know what, hon? Share away. Share as much as you like. Yes. We are here for you once again. Thank you. Thank you, listeners. Yeah. But right now, we're going to take a break mm-hmm. before any more sharing happens. <laughs> I'm going to so. pause on the sharing and run to the restroom while we take a break. <laughs> All right. All that right. sounds good. Be right back. We are back. Okay, so Shelly, at this point, I want to jump into that awkwardly named segment. <laughs> what they said, what they said to get into the group. This is when people sign up to join Latter-day Lesbian podcast discussion group on Facebook. Every time. Did you get it all out? I, I did, but oh, it was wow. it was a little uh you took awkward. A pause. Yeah. Yeah. It was it was challenging. Good job. Yeah, we want to thank once again our moderators in that group, Alice, Jamie, and Jessa. Thank you mm-hmm. so much for your help and also pointing out these interesting and funny responses to the questions. Yeah, it's awesome. So basically, our moderators moderate. They do an awesome they job. They do do that. They yes. allow people in the group or not allowed, depending on if they're scammers or if they're real life. If human they're real beings. people. Yeah. But they send us the funny entries. Funnier, clever yes. answers. Exactly. So. Today, people are answering the question, what is a foom pod? You ready? Ready. Okay, first one. What's a foom pod? Fucked up Mormon parents of the devil. <laughs> Shout out for Lucifer. <laughs> Who had one of those parents? <laughs> All right, raise, <laughs> raise your, your hand. hand. <laughs> All right, next response. 50 unfun Mormons party on the dell. I'm not sure where the Dell is. Is, this, is that like Farmer in the Dell? Farmer in the Dell. <laughs> I don't know, but okay. I like it. Why not? Mm-hmm. I'm sure this person they was mean let in. On the daily? Like, I, I don't, I don't know. know. I'm not sure what the Dell is. Let, let us know. Let them enter. What's the Dell? Mm-hmm. Okay. Here's another one Fun, unexpected Mormon purg of the day. What is purg? I don't know. Purg. Purgatory? Is it a kind of cheese <laughs> that you eat on the Dell? <laughs> I'm not sure. Are these two lovers? <laughs> we just made a couple. <laughs> <laughs> there you go. Go eat your perg on the Dell. Enjoy. Uh, the next response: fucked up moron phrase of the day. Basically, close. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Pretty much interchangeable. Yes. Last one I'm gonna read today. What's a foom pod? No idea, but I'm sure I'll learn about it on your podcast. Oh, you will. Yes, you will. Starting around episode. When did we start I don't that? Seventeen? Maybe. I don't know. What was the first one? Was it Hi to Colob? No, I think it was uh, Tender Mercy. Oh, yeah, I think you're Hashtag right. Hashtag Tender Mercy. <laughs> Hi to Colob right. was, I think, next. I think you're right again. Leah Hona was in there. Adam mm-hmm. on Diamond. We got some good ones. Yep. Yeah. For sure. If you haven't heard those, again, start at the beginning. Oh, my gosh. Mm-hmm. Okay. Or at least on episode 17. No. 16. 16 no, maybe. the beginning. <laughs> okay. Jesus. Speaking of foom pods. Do I have one? Yes, I do. <laughs> Cue. Seriously? Music. It's the fucked up Mormon's phrase of the Okay, what is today's Foom Pod Shelley? Well, there's an acronym and the spelled out acronym. Which would you like first? Uh, the acronym. See if you can get it from that. Today's fucked up Mormon phrase of the day is F H E. Oh, that's like when people try to figure out Foom Pod. You got to figure out Uh huh. I'm going to take a stab and say fake 
holy endowments. Did I get it? <laughs> no, Mary. They would never say anything was fake. <laughs> How on earth would I know what those three letters mean? I, you sh- wouldn't. I'm just saying that was a <laughs> shitty guess. Okay. okay. All right, I'm going to give you the full words. All right. Family, mm-hmm. home, evening. Didn't this sort of loosely come up in a mission episode? Probably. Isn't this just when, like, Mormon families do sort of a, like a, almost like a church service at home? That's my guess. Church service at home. Half buzz. (laughs) (laughs) I will give you the actual definition. I mean, you were close-ish, but it's not an actual church service that would involve the sacrament. Which, by the way— Men are allowed to do. No. At home. No. You must get special permission from your bishop. Okay. To bless the sacrament at home. Ah, I see. Really? They can do all these other things, but they can't bless sacrament, huh? Well, because the church leadership still has to be in control of your priesthood. They need something to do. Yeah. All right. Yes. Okay, family home evening. This is the Wikipedia definition. Okay. Family home evening, F-H-E, or family night, in the context of the Church of Jesus Christ of Latter-day Saints, refers to one evening per week, usually Monday, that families are encouraged to spend time together in religious instruction, prayer, and other activities. According to the LDS Church, the purpose of FHE is to help families strengthen bonds of love with each other as well as provide an atmosphere where parents can teach their children principles of the gospel. Man, they just have to get you doing stuff every day of the week, it seems like. they want to, like, own your freaking life. Mm Mm-hmm. I mean, come on. Monday should be your day off. That should be your true day of rest. You don't get a fucking day off. No, no, no. Yeah. So here's my take on family home evening. By the way, if you do a search for it, it shows all like these pictures of families looking happy. Of course. That's bullshit. Did you and Brent and the kids do family home evening? Um, We tried. They were just so little and it was hard. Uh Uh, We would would kind of— Like, what do you do? Get the Bible out or something? Like, what do you do in family home evening? Uh, Okay. Well, here, let me go back to this definition. For many LDS families, family home evening includes a game or fun activity, treats, and a short lesson. The responsibilities for each are often rotated among family members so that even the youngest may be assisted in presenting a short lesson or devotional on a given topic. Oh, so it's just like this like one more night of brainwashing. <laughs> That's awful. Mm-hmm. Parents often use this night as an opportunity to teach their children how to prepare lessons and talks right, which is what you have to do in church, Uh as well as how to conduct meetings, which is also what you do in church, okay? Poor kids. I know. So it's like you're training them to be good Mormons that Mm -hmm. will do all this stuff for free for for the church. Uh You're basically preparing your kids to be just minions of the church, essentially. There's a lot of that that happens with kids. All of it. Remember the tithing discussion Mm -hmm. we had about an hour ago? (laughs) I do. (laughs) (laughs) So anyway, the pictures they show when you look this up, it's just families and they're happy and they're smiling and they're reading the scriptures and they're just doing good things, right? They're just happy. Mm -hmm. That is bullshit. I want people, raise your hand if you actually had loving, caring, great family home evenings where there wasn't a fight by the end of it. (laughs) Really? Oh, yeah, because— I want to read the scripture. No, I want to read the scripture. Well, no, I mean— (laughs) That didn't happen. No, especially (laughs) when you get the kids to slightly older, like 14, 15. It doesn't matter what it is. Church shit is boring. For sure. It's just boring. You Mm -hmm. bust those scriptures out, and it's like, oh. Yeah. Kids don't want that. Mm -hmm. So— for me growing up, family home evening was a box to check. That's what it felt like for uh-huh. when my parents would do it as well. Okay. Um, like, yay, that we you know the prophet told us to have family home evening, we're doing it. And it talks about in here 
help family strengthen bonds of love with each other, blah, blah, blah. Mm-hmm. Okay, family home evening does not do that if the foundation <laughs> of your family is shit. Oh, for sure. Right? So the, the foundation of my family was shit, mm. okay? My dad was not around much. When he was, he was all super churchy, okay? Mm-hmm. My mom, we just never clicked, right? Yeah. I had a certain brother who was very verbally abusive and even physically abusive from time to time. Mm-hmm. And then I had two more brothers that they were buddies, so they didn't really give me the time of the day. They well, weren't you mean. were a girl. I know, I was a girl. So, you were left out. Yeah, for sure. So you get those people with those relationships, mm-hmm. shove them in a room, and try to get churchy, right? Hell no. There were always arguments. There was the one brother saying rude things. Mm-hmm. Somebody would get grounded, um, <laughs> you know, or it was watching some fucking boring video. Right. It just, again, check the box. But that thing doesn't work if your family is already just a fucking mess. you got to adjust. Why is the family a mess? Why is this child so mean to this child? Why does no one like when dad comes home because he just barks rules and orders and gets churchy? You got to have that first before you start yeah. doing the things. Why do we have to do more churchy stuff on Monday when we just did it yesterday? Also that. How and why that? does it have to be churchy, you know? Yeah. So I would imagine in my current family, my children, we could do an FAG, which it would just be everyone gets together— Bob Ross paint game. Bob Ross paint game. We've mm-hmm. done that. You know, dinner <laughs> and then watching a movie. Mm-hmm. Like, I could call that F-H-E, except for it's not Mormon-related. Whereas Mormon F-H-E, there needs to be some kind of Mormon lesson. And you can pull one from one of their magazines. There's the Ensign, there's the New Era, and there's the Friend magazine. So depending on the ages, okay. you can get a family home evening lesson out of that. But it's always this making the right choice, making the Mormon choice, obviously. Mm-hmm. And that shit's boring. I'm sorry. It's boring. It is boring. It's more like guilt and shame inducing stuff. So Absolutely. absolutely. More opportunities for brainwashing and guilt and shame, mm-hmm. children. Mm-hmm. Gather around. Mm-hmm. <laughs> I remember the last official family home evening that my family had when I was a child. Yeah. And I was small enough. I remember I was sitting in my dad's lap. So I was little, right? And I, I know they attempted family home evening since that point. Mm-hmm. Um, but this was the one that sticks out in my mind is it was all about love, which again— you cannot have an FHE about love when no one loves each other. It is helpful. It, it is helpful. <laughs> it is helpful. And my dad was trying to get us all to say that we loved each other, right? Oh, um, gosh. But the one brother who was not nice was refusing to say, I love you. Is he the one that used to lick the pork chops? Yes. <laughs> was refusing to say, I love you. And of course, it was pissing my dad off because when you don't do what my dad says, he gets pissed off because military and churchy, right? Mm -hmm. High ranking in both. And this brother was just downright refusing. And he's like, no, I don't love anyone. I don't love them. And he was, I don't know, probably an early teenager. Yeah. Okay. Um, Just for context for what I said before, he used to lick all the pork chop or no, he'd lick the pork chop he wanted to eat before they went to the table. Right. To and claim that went it. for anything, but I remember the pork chops frequently. Like, I get this one. It was always the best one. It was always the biggest one. Yeah. It was always, you know. Yeah. Yeah. Mm-hmm. Yeah. He sucked. You know, all you really got to do is flip it back over in the pan and kill the germs. So, whatever. A few. Sure. <laughs> However, the bullying still had that effect. Like, even if you've turned it over and tried to fix it, there was still the fact that he was bullying by claiming things. And, and that your parents didn't stop it. Of course not. Mm-hmm. Yeah. It's just kids will be kids. Yeah. Which is bullshit. Can't you work it out? God, no, because I'm half his age. And I, yeah. Anyway. Yeah. So my dad's getting pissed because this brother of mine refuses to say, I love you. And that's well, this was the point of the meeting, the point where it boiled over to where my dad is yelling at him 
Tell your siblings you love them right now, right now. That feels so loving. Go to your room, you know? I mean, (laughs) what an incredible family home evening. And I think that did help to strengthen the bonds of love Uh with each other, uh as well as provide an atmosphere where parents can teach their children principles of the gospel. There you go. Yeah, I would love to hear some family home evening stories from you listeners, because I know there's some out there. Hell yeah. Prove your love, damn it, or go to your room. <laughs> it's very loving. I remember when Jesus did that. <laughs> yeah, he was sure. like hanging out with people and saying, tell, tell me, me you love, love me. me. <laughs> uh, or I'm not going to walk on this water, damn yeah, it. Yeah, and then they nailed a nail through his hand and through his wrist. Yeah, oh, for sure. Because the nails would tear. Yep, you yeah, you got the sign of the nail and the sure sign mm-hmm. of the nail. If you uh, have attention. not heard that episode yet, mm, Go back, back to the up. beginning and prove your love. <laughs> <laughs> pretty much. Yeah. Pretty much. Is that the Foom Pod, Shelly? It is. Okay, good one. I love a good family home evening. <laughs> so great. Makes for a good story. Mm-hmm. I can't remember a good family home evening, if I'm being honest. Yeah. Nice memories there. I know. I know, right? It's a good little walk down memory lane. There is beauty all around. When there's love at home. Oh, my gosh. I'm pretty sure we sang that as the opening song, and I would guarantee <laughs> that one brother of mine sat there with his arms crossed and his lips pursed shut. Sulking. Sulking. All right. And refusing to love. Mm-hmm. <laughs> you can't make me love uh-huh, you. Uh-huh. Anyway. Good times. Good, good times. Good times. I think we should. So I was recently interviewed on a podcast, which I had so much fun. If anyone knows of Sean and Crystal Escobar, they have been interviewed a couple of times from um, John DeLynn on Mormon Stories, and you can just search for them. and They've got some great episodes. But Crystal and I, well, the three of us are friends, but Crystal and I, uh, we chat off and on. We talk about nutrition and mental health, and and uh, she's actually a life coach. She's great. She really is great. Okay, cool. And so she had me on her podcast called Wanna Be Balanced. How do you spell wanna be? W a n n a b e balance. It's not like want to be. It's more of a cool like wanna be. Wanna be balanced. Wanna be balanced. Okay. Yeah. So you can look up her website and there's some actually really great topics that she has covered in her podcasts. Mine is episode 108 and it's called Latter-day Lesbian Shelly Johnson. Surprisingly enough. No there, mystery there. No, none. There's also one called Let's Talk Shit, Bowel Movement, and Gut Health. <laughs> That's right after my episode. Um, but be- That's kind of fitting. Isn't it great? Um, but right before my episode, she interviewed John Gray, who is the author of Men Are From Mars, Women Are From Venus. Oh, very cool. So, yeah, she's got some, some great... Here's how to argue well in a relationship. And basically, it just means make make sure that you win. Um, <laughs> typically, that's the most important. And storm off and say, I won't say I love you. Mm-hmm. You no. can't make me. Uh-huh. Oh, here's a good one. Making friends post-Mormonism. Ah. That's something that I think a lot of our listeners have said. Yeah. It's difficult. Here's another. When others judge us. Okay. Negative emotions around Mormon teachings. Anyway, there's some good shit wow, in there. That's so interesting. give hers a listen. Listen to mine, episode 108. 108. I think one of the most fun things for me about Crystal is I love to swear around her because she's not really a swearer. Well, she's a former Mormon. She does swear, but I don't know. It's just fun. I don't know why. Because she just <laughs> she's proper. uncomfortable. You like to make people <laughs> feel uncomfortable. I do. I do. <laughs> anyway, check her podcast out. Um, Crystal and Sean are amazing human beings, and I can't wait to hang out with them more. I want to hang out with pretty much anybody post-COVID. Right? I'm ready. I don't care who it is. I am ready for it. Yeah. 
Okay, well, I think we're almost wrapped up. We should probably take our final commercial break and come back and mention Patreon. I was thinking about our new patrons. Yeah. And I'm kind of running out of ideas of how to give them new names. And so tell me what you think about this. What if every new patron for this week, we sing it oh gosh. as a barbershop duet? <laughs> barbershop duet. <laughs> well, there's only two the little known barbershop <laughs> duet. Uh, we're bringing it back. Not that it ever was. This is going to be horrific. Yeah. You're welcome, patrons. <laughs> All right, we'll be right back. <laughs> okay, we're back for some barbershop duet. I was able to convince Mary to go along with it um, during our break. She actually can sing quite well. I am decent-ish, but not like— Well, the harmony sometimes is troubling for well, people. Well, you're a harmonic— Or harmonizer. Uh-huh. Play the <laughs> harmonica. No. Yeah, I've been singing harmony a really long time. Yeah, in the churches. In church, mm-hmm. yep, and mm-hmm. other places. Mm-hmm. But yeah, for sure in church growing up. Should we try to sing uh, this um, barbershop duet? <laughs> <laughs> Let's do it. Patron number one, Krista P. Do you want me to start? Sure, you go for it. Krista P. Krista P. Chris, fuck. Krista. That, that would work. Krista P. No. Tell oh. me what. You go up and down <laughs> like this. Okay, start again. Get your hand up. You're going to tell me if I need to go higher or lower. Is this excruciating yet? It, it, for me, yes. Oh, for sure. Okay. Krista P. Krista P. Krista P. You got to move your hand up and down. <laughs> this is so sad, y'all. I think Krista <laughs> P's new name is Krista P. <laughs> Moving on. Sorry, Let's try this Krista. Again. Not sorry. Emily. 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 And then it fell apart. Okay, next. (laughs) Emily, you're welcome. Um, Rachel. 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 You're not showing you where to hit. You you need your hand up and down. I'll show you where to hit. (laughs) I'm going to hit that. I'm going to lick your pork chop later. Are you bully? My tangy pork chop? Leave that in, Dan. (laughs) (laughs) All right, who's next? Next is Liz T. Liz T. You need to start this time. Liz T. Liz T. Gotta go higher now. Liz T. Liz T. Liz T. No, you just went under me. Well, that was like a seventh. I don't know what you're saying. <laughs> like Zakuza the seventh? <laughs> At gmail.com. Liz T, your new name is Zakuza the seventh. <laughs> Next. <laughs> and lastly, Amy S. Amy S. Mm-hmm. Amy S. You're supposed to do something. That was too fancy. <laughs> You're supposed to jump in oh, somewhere. I didn't know we could like, make it go up and down. All right, one more time. <clears throat> I didn't know what the rules were. I didn't make any rules. <laughs> I'm just going like the basics of the barbershop duet. All right, you sing what I just sang. No, you do it, and I'm going to do something fancier. I don't think that's going to happen. Watch me. You want me to do that thing again? Yep. Amy S. Amy Jazz hands. <laughs> okay. If listeners could see this, I'm jazz handsing. I don't think I want to ever do this again with our listener names. <laughs> Amy okay? S, we're sorry. <laughs> Krista P, Emily, Rachel, Liz T, and Amy S. Thank our deepest you. apologizing. <laughs> wow. Our deepest apologies. <laughs> That's did you say deepest apologizing? I did. Leave that in. <laughs> Damn. Damn it. <laughs> I mean, Dan it. Leave it in, Dan it. Nice. Thank you. 
You know, thanks everybody for joining us. So sorry for whatever that was. Um, Yeah. (laughs) It was beautiful. (laughs) Was it? Kind of. If you would like to offer us financial support, we would greatly appreciate it. Please visit latterdaylesbian.org slash support. You know who would also greatly appreciate it? Flourish. That's right. Yeah. 33 therapy sessions your tithing paid for for 2020. Love it. Fucking awesome. Love it. I think we're wrapped up. That's it. Okay. Uh, I want to thank Leave It In Dan It from Extension <laughs> Audio. Thanks for leaving it in, Dan It. it. <laughs> <laughs> and remember, everybody, please steer clear of those cults because they are no joke. No joke at all. Talk to you later. Bye-bye. Bye-bye.